Hey, listen to this cool, hip, rad song, man. No way, man. We're listening to a podcast instead. Wait, wait, which one? <laughs> Here, j- just give me the aux cable. You'll love it. The aux cable has been plugged in, and now so are you. I am? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet. Coming up in this episode, how to go from homeschooled to public school. Getting people to open up to you. And how to counter a squirrel uprising. What? I know. This episode is going to be nuts. And I'll be getting the tail end of it. <laughs> this week on the X Cable. I did not read that before. This is the first time I read it. One shot wonder. One take wonder. Hey, question. Do you think anyone's made fan art of the Ox Cable? I don't know, Ryan. I'm I'm really... Actually, no, I do know. You do? I just don't remember whom or what they made, but I remember seeing one thing somewhere, somewhere along the line. I know someone on Twitter made like a compilation art thing. Oh, yeah. Yes, there was an art book Who was kind it? of thing, like a scrapbook almost. Mm-hmm, and it was like everyone's name from the community. Hey, are we actually in the episode now? I don't know. Hi, everyone. My name is Ryan Matlock. And I'm Matthew Bird. And we're here to answer your questions. <laughs> Welcome to the Ox Cable, the show that answers questions about everything. Everything! We nailed it. We totally <laughs> messed this opening up. How are you, Matthew? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself, Ryan? I'm doing okay. I... I'm tired today. Yeah. Oh goodness! Today I worked all day, and then I went to film this video for a client for freelance stuff. Oh, nice. And then I got home, plugged in my computer, and now we're recording this. Cool. Who's Lance? Oh, it's this. It's this guy. He he came for free. Interesting. I don't want to really explain it. It's kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is a weird concept. How is your life? It's going. I, the first word that almost came out of my mouth was miserably, but that's not true. It's just my natural instinct to answer like that. Well, I mean, if you always answer that way, then you'll be pleasantly surprised when you reiterate because it's not that way. It's both. But then you might get in the habit and just think that everything's horrible. That the that's world true. Is ending. But no, it's been pretty good for this past week. The past couple of days, I've been doing a little bit more stuff, which is nice. And then I've gotten actually, um, um, I've resumed work on a festival that I work with. So... That's pretty fun. Paddlefest? Yes, Paddlefest. Nice. But it's a lot of work. So it's just looking at the mountain ahead of me and I'm like trying not to look at the mountain, just at the little path that's in front of me and be like, okay, one step at a time, Matthew. Just little bits at a time. So do you actually attend Paddlefest or do you just work on it? For the past three years, I've not attended. I mean, this will be the third year that I have not attended. So um, I just work on it at this point. I'd like to attend... But uh, this summer uh, is BlimeyCon again, and yeah. it's the exact same weekend, and it has been every... Wait, are you going to BlimeyCon? I really want to. I'm really hoping to, but Yay! it's really up in the air. I hope air. you can. I can't say if it will happen for sure yet. Well, I'll know two weeks in the past from now. So you'll know, you'll know in like two weeks from the future from us recording it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I can or deal at least with that. Have a better indication. 
Okay, well, if you find out that you can go, then let me know ASAP because I'm actually kind of in charge of like planning two houses right now. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, Airbnb, two Airbnbs. So I'm trying to get everyone to figure out like, okay, how long are you going to stay? Because what the problem in the past has been mm-hmm. that like some people would stay a week and some would stay like three days. And so yes. the people staying a week end up having to front the cost for the house once it's empty or you end up having to split it and everyone ends up paying more sort of it, yeah. it just gets weird so what we're trying to do this year is put all the people who are going to stay like a week in one house and all the people who are going to stay a few days in another house but you don't want the houses too far apart right right we'll try to find houses that are pretty close so that even if you know like even if you know you, you've got like 14 people in this house and 14 in the other they can kind of go back and forth between the houses and still enjoy things yeah the first year um I, I got to attend the first year which is pretty fun um uh we did two houses as well but we did it differently it was um one house for the weekend and then a second house for the people who stayed a week longer yeah i suggested that um because i remember when you did that people weren't too interested in having to pack up all their stuff and move halfway through their trip that's fair so that would be ideal in my mind would be because then you know i don't have to choose between one house or the other i get to just hang out with everybody but yes you know it is what it is cool so if for those who don't know i'm sure everyone knows BlimeyCon is a convention for people who convention convention it makes yeah, it sound like so bad it's it's not a convention it's convention it's, it's a it's all They're a gonna trick. Get ya. it's not not legit no it's totally legit it's um fans of blimey cow on youtube we all get together once a year in the summer except i've not gone since the first one so really i've, mi- yeah. I've missed everybody i've I been to you. I, w- I went to the first two i didn't make it to the last one because it came like right after i got married and yeah. hannah and i were just like you know finances and stuff let's just do it next year yeah and this year you'll be there together forever together forever rainbows and unicorns what <laughs> i have no one told me about that part of marriage i don't Goodness. know when's that gonna come i don't know in in the apocalypse of squirrels so many unwritten rules <laughs> oh yeah the squirrels so we don't have a question them. about squirrels Oh, really? That's weird. I did not know about that at all, Ryan. It's almost like we recorded an intro about it ahead of time or something, but that's just crazy. I don't know. Did we? You're talking You'll never know. Unless you're watching the live stream. Hey! Plug. Do do we have anyone in? No, we don't. Okay. (laughs) They were tired of waiting, so they left as soon as we started. (laughs) So, yeah, we have a message from somebody who says, Hey, Ryan and Matthew. Hi. Thanks for doing the podcast. I enjoy each episode you put out. I have an extremely serious, urgent question for y'all. If an army of all the squirrels in the U.S. and Canada invaded your home state slash territory, do you think that you could hold them off, or would the free world fall to the rodent army? Thanks, Squirrel Mutant. Oh, my goodness. goodness. That's quite the intense question. Um, Yeah, so Squirrel Mutant, here's basically what I think. I think I would be able, I would be able to hold them off i'm hesitant to give my strategy because it sounds like you're their leader oh that's a good point but then at the same time i mean i want to i don't want to communicate that i think that my strategy wouldn't work by not telling you because i'm scared i'm Mm. too scared to to reveal my information so i guess i'll tell you um we have a squirrel that we deal with on a regular (laughs) basis 
outside of our apartment. Um, he's actually like the fattest squirrel I've ever seen. And his name is Chippy. We named him that. And Chippy comes around about daily. He crawls up this tree in our neighbor's yard. And this tree from our neighbor's yard branches up and then over to our porch. We're actually on the second floor here uh, in our apartment. And so it branch the, the tree goes up, the branch comes out right over our porch. And so Chippy will climb up the trunk of this tree, go across the branch and then sit on our porch. And I think the people before us actually fed him. So he is very, um, he is very not scared of human beings. He loves them. We one day, like he's on the porch and I was like, okay, I need to get out on the porch for something. I'll open this and he'll run away. I open the door. He comes closer. And I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> I just like oh, close no. the door as fast as possible. But um, every once in a while, like we've got this, we've got popcorn that was made at some point or no, no, no. It was like um, either we have popcorn that's stale because it came in like a bag and got left out. Okay. Or, or we'll have popcorn seeds that are just uh, not good. Because um, Hannah's parents uh, grow their own corn, and so they make oh, their own okay. popcorn. They right. make their own popcorn, and so they have to sort out the good Jealous. and the bad stuff. So we have like a container of bad seed that we can set out, and Chippy will eat it. Um, That's fun. So we get to like it's a way to appease him, so he doesn't just stare at us, longing for something. Uh, also, we get it's sort of like a free bird feeder, but for squirrels. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And so, how does that play into the strategy? Oh, well, we have so much that we would just like we would tame all the squirrels with the popcorn. Got it. So that I would actually be the squirrel king. The squirrel mutant king. Yeah. Interesting. That sounds like a great plan, Ryan. Thank you. I'm how much will it cost, though? How much will what cost the, the strategy? Like, is it like, is there a cost to like getting the seeds and stuff? Or is it fairly just like, um, free? well, I mean, I have sound effects on my side, so I'm going to say it's free. Okay, nice. Just the time and effort for battle. Yeah, I'll just I'll just like put on some sound, some ox cable sound effects of popcorn, and then mm. sound effects of squirrels enjoying it, <laughs> and and uh, it'll all be good. Cool. See, I never. Okay, going back to the question a little bit, I never really think of squirrels as rodents, even though that's what they are. But it's just weird to think because yeah, they're. They're they're cute like bunnies. They're not yeah. ugly like rodents. Rodents, you tend to think rat, my mouse, things like that. Uh, and so then I'm like, okay, so these are like the flying tree rats is what they are. Uh, and and they have a fascination with nuts, or at least that's what humans like to say that they are. Because I don't, I don't know how much they actually like nuts. Maybe they actually like chips or popcorn or something else, right? So... Mm-hmm. Like you said, the popcorn, the stale popcorn, which I would totally eat too because I'm a popcorn monster. But I'd, uh, in, well, hmm, there are a lot of squirrels here in Vancouver area, a lot of black squirrels, which is really interesting because they've got, um, I mean, there's some brown ones too, but they're, they're mostly black, which is pretty cool. I like the way that they look and they're so quick. Um, and there's a lot of trees around here that are really tall and they branch over things. So in our apartment here, I don't know. I think I'd be in a pretty defensible position. I would just probably go up to the SkyTrain and stay at a station at the SkyTrain. <laughs> and, and they couldn't get in. That's what I would do. 
SkyTrain being a, a, a light rail transit system that that's elevated. Cool. But that's not very exciting. Your plan sounds way more exciting. Um, <laughs> Mine's Tame just, them all. You're like, I will rule them all, and I'm just like, I'll just <laughs> rule hide. the squirrel army. <laughs> Fear me. Hide. I'll I'll hide. It, what happens is Ryan tames them, and then he turns them on me just for no, laughs. No, no, I wouldn't do that. I think I would tame them, and then no, I would run and hide, and you tame them so that I. Can I would make. Them I would have them all. I would. <laughs> <laughs> what could I do? I could make like, them oh, so much power. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> goodness what would i do with squirrel power maybe i would like make the army go out and instill usher in world peace Mm. in a way you know like squirrels they're everywhere so i'd have all the squirrels just you know go about their daily lives but just with the objective to carry sort of be like the police force of the world squirrel force one the squirrel force (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know like someone steal some bad guy steals a woman's purse she's like help me and before the words barely escape her mouth before squirrels just everywhere, everywhere. squirrels oh, come from word. everywhere and just bury this guy and he's just I like no it. not the squirrels it'll be like that scene where nicholas cage is like no not the bees not <laughs> the bees but it's squirrels <laughs> that's that's awesome i am picturing it and it's beautiful and i want to see <laughs> A movie. This this is our movie, Ryan. Squirrel Force <laughs> coming this summer. The podcast. I have no clue, but it's fun. So the year is twenty twenty one. Squirrel Force is in theaters and has already beat out Avengers Endgame for top grossing <laughs> film. That would be impressive. Ah, <laughs> uh, good gravy. Have you seen that, by the way? The... I have seen that. Oh, my goodness. I have not seen it because, okay, I want to watch it in theaters. And I know it's going to be there for a while because it's such a monumental moment in MCU. It's only history. like 700,000 away, I think. No, 700 million. Whatever it is, it's some amount away from beating Avatar for top grossing film. Oh, interesting. Well, it's in number two. Good luck to I I I I think they'll probably meet it at least maybe not by much, but it'll be really impressive. I want to go back and watch uh, the MCU movies before I actually go and watch it because I've not seen all of them. In fact, I haven't seen Infinity Wars. So what? I know, I know. I am so sorry. (laughs) You're probably like so spoiled now. No, I haven't been super spoiled. Have you avoided spoilers this whole time? Yes. Like, even the fact that... No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even this thing that I'm about to say to you right now? No. How? How did you survive? Somehow, mostly. I think the uh, I've gotten a little bit of something, but I don't have any context for it. So, until I actually watch the movie, I don't know what it means. Um, What's that? It's something about... Spoiler warning. A stone of some sort? Like an infinity stone or something? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. It's been so long. <laughs> Usually when I hear a spoiler type thing that I'm not really actively watching something, it'll mm-hmm. be like sort of in one ear out the other. It doesn't really register in my head. Like jokes in movies that you see as a kid and then it totally makes even more sense when you're an adult. Flies over your head. Yeah. Like the one about the flying squirrel. Right. Okay. Kids don't get that for some reason because they've never been attacked by squirrels. 
Right. <laughs> and then you grow up and the squirrel army attacks you for stealing a purse. And all of a sudden that joke from that movie makes a lot of sense, but you don't care because you're being attacked by squirrels. Yeah. It's the last thought on your mind besides your brother's birthday. Oh my goodness. Today's my brother's birthday. <laughs> oh my word. Happy birthday, Matthew's brother. We should I, sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to, to you. you. Get it? Happy birthday to you. Birthday. Happy birthday, Matthew's brother. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Yay. I don't know his age. <laughs> He's a year younger than I am. So yes, oh. I should be able to work out the math. Um, anyway, no, that's a lot of talking we've done so far. We have. We should minutes. stop talking. We should let someone else talk. Okay. I don't know who we'll get, but do you know who we'll get, Ryan? Yes. Our sponsor for this day's episode. We'll be right back. Help. I've wakened and I can't fall asleep. Has this ever happened to you? You wake and you can't fall asleep for the life of you? Is it because your mattress feels like you're laying on a ton of bricks that have been turned into Legos? Fear no more. With Neverwake. Neverwake is the new, improved mattress that's going to revolutionize the way you do sleep. Neverwake is made from patented technology that totally is different than your normal mattress. Just look at all these testimonials that prove that Neverwake will make it so that you truly do never wake. Tell us a little bit about your experience with Neverwake. Oh, oh yeah, Neverwake's the best. I just love it so much. I don't even go to work anymore. I'm basically the world's just, you know, amazing these days because of my Neverwake. Even though I've lost my house, my kids were taken away from me. My dog ran away. Ah, oh, it's all good because my cat snuggles with me here up on my Neverwake bed. I love it so much. You can take my bed, but you'll never take me without it. How does it work? Oh, it's simple. All you do is put your head down on the bed and you just never wake. Whoa. Okay, then. So, yeah, my name is John Humphreys, and uh, we've been running this insane asylum for, oh, 50 years, and it's... I really hate this job, but, you know, ever since we got the Neverwake beds, we padded the white rooms with them, and we don't even have to use the straitjackets anymore, because, you know, people, they're just so relaxed in there that they uh, they never really wake up and cause any trouble. Like, we could probably just make it so that the floor is Neverwake mattresses. We could probably take all the doors out of this place, and it would, it would still work. And, uh, actually, I'm... Um, I'm thinking I'm going to go check into one of those cells myself. Uh, I didn't get all that much sleep last night. Maybe I should invest in a... Well, hi, my name is Sammy Salmon, and uh, I'm just so sad because I'm a fish, and I never think I'm ever going to sleep on a never-wake mattress because they don't make mattresses for under the sea. In fact... I might just cry if I weren't in the sea. It's kind of hard to cry in the sea because your tears just turn into the water and then everything's even saltier than it was before. And, you know, I'm a freshwater fish, so I gotta be careful not to cry. And our final testimonial, Sebastian the Crab. The human world is a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they've got up there. Well, except that we don't have any Neverwake mattresses. That's actually kind of rough. Oh, well, I think that I'll go and give my voice to a sea witch so that I can go sleep on a Neverwake mattress. No, Ariel, you turn into Sleeping Beauty. 
first listen to my song. <clears throat> the mattress is always softer in somebody else's house. Those guys say that theirs is better. That's what they wish to espouse. But just try a wondrous mattress. Yeah, you'll never want to stop. You'll love how you fall unconscious. There won't be no waking up. Oh no, eternity. That's how long you'll sleep. Why go for those guys? You just close your eyes. It's so easy. So as you can see, Never Wake Mattress is going to be the thing that makes your life just that much better. Get a Never Wake Mattress and become Never Woke. Welcome back to the Ox Cable. Hello. We are ready to answer more questions after that wonderful ad. Thank you, Never Wake. I've got one and I'm so excited to try it tonight. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, could you like make sure someone's able to reach you? Because um, yeah. I mean, I know they're our sponsor, but I don't know if I trust them. Okay. I get you. I hear you and I will do that. Yep. Hannah and I actually did get one of those like mail order mattresses and it's been very uh, like we've we've really liked it. Oh, nice. I think we've had it maybe four or five months. Cool. I, I sleep on an Ikea mattress and it's pretty nice. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, does but... it have jams and jellies with it? <laughs> <laughs> of course I sleep on an Ikea mattress. Of course. Of course, um, <laughs> says the horse. And uh, yeah, no, but tonight I'm going to be trying the Neverwake. So we'll, we'll see how it compares. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. For surezies. Okay, but well, yeah, before no, we you do that, let's answer some questions because otherwise we might not get them ever answered. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever. Do you want to read this one? Okay, so the first question, our first question comes to you from Curtis. Curtis says, I've been homeschooled for nine years and I'm about to go off to insert dramatic sound effect mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Public high school. I've never felt the drama or the peer pressure that comes with high school life. How will I make friends, find a good group of people and ward off admirers? I'm kind of excited, but kind of worried. Help me, Ox Cable Kenobi. You're my only hope. Wow. Wow. I don't, know if, that's, I don't know if that's well-placed hope or not, but we'll do our best. We can sure try. So first off, um, be yourself and don't do things just to impress people. That's a lovely thought, Ryan, but who are we kidding? Never be yourself. <laughs> this is your chance to reinvent who you are. No, this is the slogan from the never wo- never wake people. Never be yourself. Never ever. Basically, you can if it's if it starts with never, it's a never wake slogan. Mm-hmm. Never do this. Never do that. So yeah, don't be yourself. Why would you want to be yourself when you could make someone that you uh, pretend to be like a mask that you always have to maintain and uh, make sure that you don't deviate from? Yeah, uh, that just sounds so stress-free stress-free or stressful are you already saying stress-free ironically? i'm sarcastically saying stress-free okay i get it it's cool. stressful it's stressful trying to be someone you're not yeah it is it takes on a lot of effort because you have to put in more thought into just simple actions yeah and you're always second guessing yourself just don't do it i was mostly joking it you do have it is a fresh slate so that is intimidating right so you you want to know how should you present yourself? How do you introduce uh, yourself to new people? Um, what if it goes badly and they get a bad first impression kind of thing? Like all those kinds of things. So I can get wanting to put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Ryan said, you want to be yourself. 
which what does yeah. that mean? Who am I when I'm yeah. a teenager? <laughs> right, right. You're kind of finding your identity. I'd say like you don't have to like finding yourself and like figuring out who you are doesn't mean that you put on a fake show, but it doesn't mean that you don't try new things either. Like you get mm-hmm. to decide who you are and what you do. And sometimes that just comes down to like things that are natural to you so far as your character. And sometimes it's things that you choose to do by developing habits. So if you want to be the kind of person who encourages other people and builds other people up, then if you're not, if you don't do that naturally, then that comes by habit, like just choosing to compliment one person a day until it becomes natural or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, yeah, be yourself, but figure out how to find that balance between being yourself and being who you want to be. Well, it sounds like Curtis is a Star Wars fan. So that means that he might have something in common with other people at high school. And then that can be a a jumping off point. It might be like a multi-million dollar franchise or something that might have a few fans. I don't know. Yeah, you a couple, maybe, maybe 42. We'll we'll never know. (laughs) That's a very specific number. It was. I say 42 to everything. It's my, my so one does, answer. So does a giant computer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I do like the sound of that, though. Ox Cable Kenobi. I like it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just um, on top of that. I mean, you want to impress people, but like impress them by being you. So if you're going to like do um, something for someone, like give them a compliment or even like give them uh, cookies. I was about to say cookies as well. Actually, come to the dark side. We have cookies. Yes. Kind of thing, right? Um, yes. Uh, I've never seen any cookies in Star Wars, so that's actually not necessarily in the question or not. We have no know. clue, Ryan. We'll find out on the next I've seen one. A, <laughs> I've seen a pear. A pear. Oh yeah, no, this try- is true. Yeah. I'm trying to think what foods there are in Star Wars that are actually recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it is different how you make friends in high school than you would if you were homeschooled because homeschooled well it depends actually your your siblings are your bestest friends they are all you need if you're uh, homeschooled without the benefit of a co-op group to to meet up with and share uh work like uh lessons and stuff with you know you don't get served friends um if you're just on your own it's like ryan said your bestest friends but uh are, are your brothers and sisters or you have to put an effort to meet people outside of your everyday family posse <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, whereas at, uh, in the high school you will have friends served to you but you'll also have people that you don't necessarily um know how to interact with like people like seem a little more confident perhaps um like they're not necessarily people that you naturally click with right so you're gonna have to put some effort in if you want to like meet some people certain people basically saying bribe them with cookies bribe them with cookies (laughs) it's the only way or you know friendship Friendship. happiness friendliness encouragement you know the different things that you do that if someone did it to you, you'd want to be their friend. Mm-hmm. But when I golden okay, rule, <laughs> the golden cookie rule, <laughs> with the cookies and the golden cookie tin. Um, Alex, I'll get you Jefferson. Ciao. <laughs> no, I was going to say we're going to make it. <laughs> Ding dong. Um, no, yes, <laughs> Mister. Mr. What was it? Oh my goodness, when the, the snowman died. Mr. 
Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley. Oh my goodness. Do it for Mr. Smiley. No. When I was no, in high no one, school. No one who doesn't listen to Odyssey has any clue what we're talking about. Um, uh, Snow Day. That's how you make friends. Find yeah. the people who have listened to Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> make references just randomly in the hallway. And if anyone, yeah. if anybody comments on it, then they're friends. <laughs> like if they know what you're talking about. Um, right. Which actually brings me kind of to my point of it, kind of ish. Um, when I was going to high, to high school, it was mostly just for certain classes. It wasn't for like in general. So I would go for specific things that interested me. Uh, one of them being band um, and drama. And uh, so that oftentimes in those kinds of classes or in those extracurricular activities, you'll find like-minded people who are interested in the same things as you are because it's an activity that they opted into. Like if it's a, a sport or if it's a club or if it's some kind of society, maybe like they will have similar mindsets to you possibly, or at least similar interests to you. And that can be a jumping off point for meeting people because you're not focusing on the friendship so much at first. It's on a shared common goal of some sort so that you don't have the pressure uh, of making friends without some sort of excuse or some kind of like platform for you to connect through. So it look out for clubs and stuff that might interest you or activities and then use those, I would say, um, Especially because it's kind of hard to make friends during classes because you're like supposed classing. to be focusing on. Yeah, you're supposed to be classy at that point. <laughs> you're classing. You're classing. Yeah, and in between classing classes, it, it could be fun. Yeah. Or start a uh, group of your own, like as a cookie, the, the lunchtime cookie group. You know, you bring cookies to lunch and then everybody Smuggle will love you. <laughs> Yeah. And like, I don't know that I can speak as much to this because the closest thing I have, like I was homeschooled. I didn't really have a co-op. I had speech and debate, which was with other homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. And that was basically the socialization I got other than Awana and church, which was fine. Like it, we got plenty of socialization through it. And there was plenty of stuff that we did during the week, sometimes with people too. But I, I've never been in that high school environment so i don't i can't speak as much to it but i guess the only last thing i can say is like don't like how to combine your homeschoolerness with the high schoolness you yeah. know because it's two different worlds but one thing that i found when interacting with public schoolers because at my church the high school group had a ton of public schoolers and i was i actually managed somehow to become like sort of everyone's friend because I was that one homeschool kid, you know, like uh, ev everyone was like, you're wow, you're, wow, you're homeschooled. But then they're also like, wow, you're like really smart. How did that happen? <laughs> like, and no, it's almost like I got an education too or something. Or, or I'm wearing really, really smart jeans. It might've been the glasses. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, so I just like chat and like kind of use your homeschoolerness to your advantage don't flaunt it but humbly keep to your homeschooler root homeschool culture roots almost um because public schoolers kind of find that interesting i mean like i don't know why but hopefully that makes sense <laughs> like you could start a podcast about you your could. experience comparing homeschooling to high schooling and then just say what you're thinking and totally be like a I'd outsider to looking in and 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 sort of trying to make it as a homeschooler uh, as a homeschooler in high school public school so you know on the outside always looking in will i 
Oh, never right singing again. Sorry. Nothing will stop him. Nothing. Except maybe never wake. (laughs) Or cookies. Seems like the squirrel army. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Actually, there's a lot of things that might stop you. Can't Um, stop, won't stop. Yeah. Is that? uh, I, I think I'm out of advice. Yeah, no, I don't have, like, there's not much more to say. I think that's pretty much it because it's a, schooling can be a very different experience for everybody because they might have different ways of learning or expressing themselves or their personality or temperament can can play into it. So it's hard to give like very specific advice when you don't know the person very well at all. We, We know Curtis only by name at this point and by two facts. Oh, by the way, though, he did ask... Um, how do we ward off admirers? Basically, don't shower. No, that's a horrible idea. I thought you were going to like say, don't shower them in compliments. But (laughs) you were talking about like actually showering with water yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's actually horrible advice. Don't don't take that. It's sometimes sometimes it's really hard to you can't. I mean, really. it just might work, but <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. It might just work. It's, I like it. It's stinky, and it just might work. <laughs> <laughs> I just got what you were doing there. Okay, um, yeah, no, that's one route that you could take. Is that, <laughs> or you could do something else. Route two is to not see as my admirers as necessarily a bad thing because it means that people like you. And that's what you're trying to do is make friends, find a good group of people. And when you do that, sometimes people will like you and sometimes people will like you like a lot. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you just got to handle it like a pro and be like, hey, you, let's be friends. You. Right. You, Handling you, it like you. an old pro. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how I did it with all my admirers. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm I'm just a little bit confused because most admirers that I know, myself included, are like silent from afar admirers. They don't necessarily make their admiration known to them. Oh, there you go. So, so you don't really have to worry about you won't you won't have off. to ward them off. You'll just have Warding to keep them. in mind that they might be there. They just might be there. So it'll drive you kind of like ninja who. elephants. Just, just think. Just imagine that everybody loves you, and get in a self, an inflated sense of self, and then you'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be the best high school experience ever. Yay! Yay! Also, um, maybe carry pepper spray to, to ward off people. <laughs> Actually, that's illegal to use unless you're in an emergency. At least, well, at least in America, I think. I have no clue. Carry one of those like trick tasers that's Ooh, like a piece that's like a, a nine piece of volt gum. battery and say, can you please stick with your tongue for a moment? <laughs> yeah, just... yeah, just like take a nine volt to their tongue. <laughs> it'll be right. It'll be great. You'll totally. It's fine. It's this is not. This is not our actual advice. <laughs> Would it work if you were to smather like because the tongue yeah. works because it's wet and that conducts stuff, right? I think so. Could so. You it's just also, like, I think could, the um, conductivity of saliva, like because it's slightly saltier, I think. Mm-hmm. So, could you okay. technically taser someone if you just doused their arm in salt water and then stuck the nine volt on them? Good question. You know what? We should do an experiment, right? <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should stop giving all these kids who listen to our podcast horrible ideas. 
Yeah. Hey, we're, we're canceled. Don't try this now. at home, kids. Nobody try this at home. We'll do it for you. <laughs> now, okay. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Christian. I <laughs> tased myself with batteries so you don't have to. Okay, moving on then. Yes, Joshua has a question. And he says, hey, Matthew and Ryan, how do you get your friends to open up to you in real life and texting? The faces are all pretty open, but I have a difficult time getting the friends I have in my hometown to open up. Admittedly, I have a difficult time with this, too, because I'm a teenager and all my friends are. But I would like to know how to help them open up and just do better in conversation in general. Joshua, and that's pronounced jaw, shoe, as in the shoe on your foot, wah. Mm. thank you for the description of how to say that i love the pronunciation guys everybody is great with the pronunciation guys it makes it me too i love it when they do that (laughs) i would have never been able to guess how that was pronounced until for all we know curtis was pronounced curtis because he didn't specify this is true this is true curtis write in with your pronunciation (laughs) or maybe it's like a an s c it's certis oh yeah or it could be one of those things where some of the letters are silent and you don't know which ones are because you don't know until someone else pronounces it properly. Or every letter could say its name and it could be C-U-R-T-I-S. Interesting. Okay, Joshua, we have Joshua. This is an interesting question. That's it's It's really something you just have to practice you can't force it you know but i do we do have some tips or at least some ideas on how we ourselves accomplish this kind of thing Mm -hmm. um i will say that big part of it is to act like a therapist you know it's totally totally be like and how does that make you feel you know (laughs) but uh, but you can leave out (laughs) someone says my leg hurts how does that make you feel? It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but your feelings, what are they feeling right now? Yeah, no. Confused? Uh, <laughs> the point of me saying that, though, is that you need to listen, right? You need to be a good listener. Like, um, mm-hmm. You need to be a good talker, I think, is, a, is, is important. You need to be able to uh, have strong communication skills. But a big part of communication is listening so that you can actually understand what the per- the person talking to you is saying having empathy for the the person who's speaking having a an ability to put yourself in their shoes so you can understand what their thoughts are it's not just consoling like if you're just consoling it's not going to necessarily encourage someone to open up more it's going to be very surface level interaction because it's just you know like trying to make them feel better if that's the point of the conversation they're not gonna dig deeper and give you something more meaningful you need to listen and be empathetic which is different than sympathetic it's being able to see their perspective and relate your experiences to their experiences so that you can try to like imagine what they're going through so uh, a therapist me joking and saying that being a therapist and you know how does that make you feel? It's not too far from the truth, in, in in my opinion, but it's not what you exactly want to be doing. You don't want to be using, like, you don't want to be making. How it. does that make you feel? And how does yeah. that make you feel? Yeah, you don't want to make them feel like. Allow me in to a prescribe some medication for you. Yeah, it's like you have the prescription pad. Just write one up quickly. And you're writing like personal stuff on it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. and oh, and you don't want to be like making notes of everything. If someone's going to be telling you something, they don't want to have you write it down. 
and make a bunch of notes on it. That's that would be quite disconcerting. Yeah. So don't yeah. be like a therapist. <laughs> in, like, how like, are you doing? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm doing well. Like you know, I went to a dentist appointment today. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what time was that? <laughs> I mean, how did that make you feel? Did you take well, the now LRT? I just feel very concerned. <laughs> did your mom drive you? Which shoes were you wearing? <laughs> Which shoes were your mom wearing? <laughs> Was there a southwesterly wind or was it, you know, just kind of not breezy at all? We're getting into this. Why would that be necessary for anyone to know? I have no clue, but this potential. I thought we were making a joke about a stalker for a second. And now, now I'm just not sure. Maybe it's the weather person trying to put together a forecast. (laughs) This is his process. Yeah, no, but uh, you can't force it. I think you were going to talk a little bit about that, how you can't force it, but you want to like sit down and just with the intention of sort of like opening up with them. What were you starting to say in your um, last time? We talked about this a little bit. What did I say last time? When we were discussing this question, like mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. So like, I think one thing was like, this is sort of a joke that I made, but something that I'll do a lot, semi-ironically, but semi-seriously is I'll just be in the middle of a conversation and then the conversation will go quiet like, you yeah. know, just, just as awkward silences. And I'll say, so let's talk about our feelings. And everyone kind of laughs and they're like, ha ha, that's dumb. But, mm-hmm. you know, some sometimes it never goes anywhere. But sometimes people actually do start talking about their feelings because people have plenty of things to say. Like everyone has anxieties yes. about something. And all it takes is like that one spark to start sharing. And like if you're in a group of people that, you know, they, they know each other pretty well, then it's likely to happen. So like, for example, one time as a joke during a marketing meeting, I said that at work and obviously no oh, one really? said any, no one said anything. Yeah, because the marketing team is just two other people, my, my manager and the content writer. So we all know each other pretty well and we can joke with each other. But yeah, like no one said anything, obviously, because it's work. Was no, there even gonna... laughter? No, there was. So they, okay. they were like, they're like, ha ha, yeah, we don't want to do that. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like on another note, like I've said that with friends from speech and debate and stuff like that. And like sometimes it ends up being like this late night conversation that just goes in so many different directions. But we all grow from it and we grow closer and it's awesome. For real, though, like people don't just open up out of the blue usually. But like if you're there for them and you're the kind of person they can count on, it's more likely that they will. Mm-hmm. So it's less about like trying to press people to open up to you and more yeah. like just being there for them. You don't want to be a pressure like a uh, like you have to feel something. Tell me what you feel like, you know, like a torture almost <laughs> like well, I feel stressed because of you. Just walk away kind of thing. Right. So you don't want that. You want it to be more natural and just like I, I can get it because like, you know, Today, especially these these um, social network networks that they're yeah, they've got weird social networks and stuff. Today. It's also surface level, you know. You just interact with someone, and they're just like you message someone, and you say hey, and they just say hey back, and then you don't know what else to say other than that. It's so surface level, right? I, I think that a lot of people desire more meaningful conversation, and um, I think in America, North American culture, especially, don't know for a fact, but from what I I do observe the north american culture is very focused on small talk and pleasantries and being nice even if or or, um at least saying like hi how are you oh good how are you kind of thing like it's just very surface Mm -hmm. and it's not not be an accurate 
accurate portrayal. So I think that a lot, a lot of people are tra trained out of sharing their actual feelings. So it's hard for them to open up unless either they're forced right. to by some sort of circumstance like a therapist or they're feeling vulnerable or trustful of a friend or something to, to be able to open up to them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pretty it's much. Some, yeah. You can't really force it though. Um, right. Like Luke in the last Jedi don't use force. Don't use the force. <laughs> but like one way that you can sort of, but it's not forcing people, but it is, it's a step in the right direction is to ask specific questions. Yes. You know how, like if your mom asks you when you get home from school or even when you're homeschooled, like they say, how was your day? And what's your answer? You say, good. <laughs> well, she asked, what do you think about this specific thing? Like, what do you think about the math test you took today? You might say, oh, it was kind of hard. I didn't like this problem. Mm -hmm. Or if she, if they said, like even talked about something that you're interested in, like, so what did you think about the re most recent Avengers Endgame? Well, that sparks all these conversations. You can talk about, yeah, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was about to, that was a spoiler joke. <laughs> oh. You could talk about how this happened in the film. You could talk about how that happened in the film. You could make Matthew feel bad about himself for not seeing it yet. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. But seriously, see it soon. <laughs> see it soon. Or else I will spoil it. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that. That would just be trash. Um, there are games, actually, that uh, attempt to get friends to interact more on, on a more um, deeper level. And there, there's one called the Book of Questions. Oh yeah, and it it has a bunch of questions that can spark deeper conversations. And it just starts out simply. Sometimes it's very fun or surface sounding, but then other times it's more deeper. Like so, you know, here's one right now. Do you prefer to plan your vacation or be spontaneous, and why? Kind of thing, right? And if you mm -hmm. sit down with the the excuse of having a game and you have a bunch of preset questions it feels a little bit more safe perhaps because it's starting with an excuse and you don't feel like you're the one doing a bunch of prying you know it's it's these questions that are already pre-written so it's not on you like oh this is the question that i'm asking and it you might feel embarrassed about asking questions or certain things or you don't you don't want to put a person in the in a weird spot by asking a certain question so these questions will be a great starting point for getting in that habit of being able to ask questions. Because if you're going to be a good listener and be able to hear someone, um, what they have to say, you have to ask good questions because that's how you keep them talking. Right. Or, or like, here's another question, scrolling down a little bit to the next section because there's different categories. What has frustrated you in the recent past? Explain. You have some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> or other fun ones like how many states have you visited what are some memories attached to those trips right yeah those are good questions and like it's they're specific yeah. you can't you can't give a vague answer no so yeah avoid questions with vague answers and otherwise just be a cool person and be there when the time is right yeah always be willing to listen also to ask people. about their interests like don't just talk about stuff that you care about because like people love talk i find that people enjoy talking about themselves yeah just kind of naturally you know like if you ask them like hey what do you think about this thing that i care about that's different than saying what do you think about this thing you care about they're passionate mm -hmm. about their passions so find out what those are and ask the questions that pry into that it's a two-way street you want to have them express their their passions and you want to express your passions so yep 
both ways. Yeah, that's all I got. That's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much all all good. Mm, Cool. But yeah, you can't force it. Just know that. Yeah. And sometimes you have to be the one to go first uh, to to be vulnerable first. And that means a big deal. If you want someone to trust you, though, you got to be able to trust them on some level. So don't be afraid to talk as well, because we talked a lot about listening and asking questions and getting someone to talk about themselves. Don't be afraid to talk talk about yourself either because it makes them feel more comfortable because if you're opening up, then they'll be more willing to open up. And some people don't like to talk about themselves. So you might not be able to have a deeper conversation about someone else. So talk about never wake instead. Yeah, just never go go sleep on never wake. (laughs) You won't have to make friends if you're asleep. Yeah. All right. Thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I apologize if I'm talking kind of low, but it's getting late and my neighbor underneath me is probably trying to sleep. So I need to finish, finish this up and uh, stop talking in this room. (laughs) Okay. We, we have chatted for a long time. Question of the week. What is the best question that you can think of for a specific conversation starter? Uh, We will use the hashtag OxCableConvos to figure that out by going on Twitter and explaining what you think the uh, best way to get to know a person is by asking them a specific question. Hashtag OxCableConvos. Aside from that, you can go and download this episode for your listening pleasure on iTunes or any other podcasting app. If you want to see the show notes from this episode or engage with other fans of the show, you can do that at oxcableshow.com. You can also uh, follow us on our socials at oxcableshow. Our email is questions at oxcableshow.com. If you'd like to send us a question, you can do so there or through our social media on the website, commenting, stuff like that. Everything is basically on the website though. So if you go to oxcableshow.com, you can find all the stuff that I just mentioned, including a link to Patreon where you can support us if you so desire that's all i'm going to say about that because that's basically all there is uh except to say thank you so much matthew for joining me today uh thank you ryan especially on a busy day like today for you stay safe out there in the squirrel apocalypse oh i'll definitely i'll be carrying my survival pack all the time now will it have popcorn in it It, i i will we shall rule them together I will, but I might end up eating it. So that's oh, yeah. a problem. That's the only problem. <laughs> that, that, see, I have a, a chronic addiction to salt, so I might actually have the exact same issue. <laughs> oh, no. We're screwed. Ryan would have taken over the squirrels if it weren't for his <laughs> weakness of salt. <laughs> yep. It's all about strength of character, eh? Okay. Yeah. How does that make you feel? I'm not sure. If it's all about that, then I don't have a very strong character and I'd probably just fall like a domino. See, if I put the popcorn on the Neverwake mattress, then all the squirrels would go on and then fall asleep, right? Oh my goodness. We just found... That'd be so cute. This solves the... Yeah. And then you could put videos on YouTube and and get YouTube famous. (laughs) It's great. Great. Okay. Thank you, everybody, Uh, for listening. Thank you. I think that's all we've got for today. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Bye. Everybody, go bye, Z. Hi. No, that's not right at all. I sound like a child. (laughs) Hey, up high here. Is this okay, Ryan? Sounds good. Okay. Not very sassy, though.